You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it. Hello, Kelly. Hey, I'm really excited about our topic for this month. It's loneliness. And I think coming, well, I won't say off of because we're still in COVID globally, Um, It's certainly something every single one of us is starting to have more empathy and hopefully more understanding about Mm -hmm. instead of thinking that the lonely person is the single person Mm -hmm. or the lonely person is the one that we shun or that, you know, that we bully. And I think now everybody can sit back and go, I think I need to listen to this. I can identify with some feelings of loneliness. Neat, because there were a lot of uh, people within family units who were able to be still living all together throughout Mm -hmm. COVID in isolation, recognizing I'm lonely within my family. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely within the four walls of this home without certain systems, without certain communities, um, and maybe just realizing I'm not even connected to my family in ways that I thought I was or in ways that I actually hope to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you went to work and you had a work spouse Mm -hmm. and COVID hit you and you weren't allowed to leave your house for those two years or you still can't, you still can't go back to your workforce, you might all of a sudden realize that the your loneliness factor in your home was alleviated by your work spouse or your work bestie. Yeah. Or or just fulfillment. Yeah. Right? And I think I think that's another component we're going to explore in the different um, days of this series mm-hmm. is how loneliness creeps into our lives in more ways than just one. Mhm. Yeah. So one of the things I want to encourage everybody to do as they're listening to these shows is to grab the wheel of emotions um, off the internet and uh, take a good look at it because loneliness is on that. And underneath that is abandonment and isolation. Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at the wheel of emotions and go, what, what is that? It would be helpful to see all of the other feelings that surround Um, loneliness Mm -hmm. so that you can sit there and go, oh, I didn't realize it was connected to all of the other feelings that are in there. Yeah. And for for individuals too, who may not have a high level of emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. the great place to start is knowing the difference between being alone and experiencing loneliness, right? So Mm -hmm. alone is a physical state of being Mm -hmm. where you are without others. Mm -hmm. The experience of loneliness is a disconnection. Yep. And that can be a disconnection from more than just people, right? Mm-hmm. It's a loneliness within your own self. And so you can be surrounded by other people and still feel very lonely in the way that they invalidate your experiences and create a feeling of loneliness within you. Oh, I like how you're pointing that out. The value of what we give to somebody when we deeply listen to them. Yeah, you're wording it in the opposite way for sure. When mm-hmm. we deeply listen, we connect, we validate them. And so there's this this sensation of togetherness. 
mm-hmm. even if we don't agree with each other. And that that's another cool component is that we don't have to be the same person. We don't have to have the same thoughts, feelings, and views. But the, the act of listening and validating the other as a separate whole mm-hmm. individual on their own creates this feeling of found instead mm-hmm. of lonely. Well, I like how you're pointing that out. That's awesome. Um, I think about people who um, who are alone and who are very deeply connected to themselves, mm-hmm. um, who enjoy their own company and um, the thoughts that go along in their mind. So maybe they're not ruminators. Maybe they are people who, um, I'll say, enjoy their own thinking and their own learning, their own creativity, and however that looks in life, maybe even the choices they make around how they want to spend their time, not just in thinking, but in actions and what they're doing as well, that can be completely alone and never experience loneliness. Mm -hmm. Because they are so beautifully connected to themselves, or they might say connected to everything that they're engaged in, that they don't actually feel a loneliness. And then I think of people who might be in a social situation where they don't feel like anybody they've been talking to, no matter how busy or how much fun is going on around them, where they feel that nobody really gets them, where nobody's really connecting to them, meaning that no one is really seeing them, validating them, hearing them. Uh, witnessing what they're going through, showing any kind of empathy for anything that they're going through, um, or just trying to relate, even if they don't have any empathy, but might even have their own story that shows, oh, I'm trying to connect to you. Mm-hmm. And how we can feel lonely when we have a lot of people around us, or even really fun experiences where we can enjoy the experience, but still not feel like we actually got connected to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of like, uh, I guess, go on into an extension of what you're saying. I think about people who are alone physically. They know what they like. They know what they prefer. They know what they desire. They, they're connected to their own goals and ambitions. And so there isn't this feeling of loneliness. And then I think about some people who are physically alone and don't know any of those things about themselves. Mm -hmm. And the double whammy of loneliness that they can feel. And there can be a protective measure that goes up where it's like, well, I don't like other people, which is fair. I would never argue that. I would never argue with people. (laughs) You defended that quickly. (laughs) Yeah, when you say you don't like people, there's a lot of fairness in that statement. But when you when you get into this place of, well, I just like things a particular way or I just I like being by myself. I don't want to be bothered by other people. But they don't truly know themselves. They just know they don't like others. There's intense loneliness there. Mm-hmm. Even though they're fulfilling a need of not being around others or bombarded by others, which like I said, might be fair, there's still an experience of loneliness because there isn't actually a connection to the self. Mm-hmm. I think people really would have struggled with that and noticed that maybe in themselves during COVID where um, we were being asked or told that our connections were going to have to be over telephones and over technology and that for people who lived alone, 
um, their connections were going to not be personal where it's a one-on-one in front of you. And, and I'm hoping that through the experience of COVID, that people really looked at what a connection means to them when we talk about loneliness. What is the connection? So if you're staying in speaking to people using cliches, using those top two forms of um, levels of intimacy, where you are just sharing facts so you're just saying things to your kids like, um, you know, bedtime's at seven o'clock, right? You're sharing a fact. What do you have to do before you get to bed? You're sharing a fact. But where if you're not really actually sharing anything that's a deeper connection, a feeling, um, fears, wants, desires, if you're not actually sharing anything on deeper levels of intimacy, then you could be sharing all kinds of cliches with them and all kinds of facts and not feel any level of intimacy or closeness, thereby allowing you or encouraging you to feel isolation. Interesting. Okay, sorry. And a lack of connection. Yeah. See, and I'm hoping that people evaluated why or or what connections really mean to them. Because so many people said like, well, I hate technology. I hate the Zoom Mm -hmm. connection. You know, I want to be face to face. Well, tell me why. Tell me why that matters to you, or at least know for yourself why that matters. Because if you're not, if you're not digging in deep to know why Zoom sucks, and I'm a big advocate, I love Zoom. I do a yearly membership, but like that's not to knock the program, but if you're saying that you prefer one-on-one in face or in person, mm-hmm. what was it that was missing? If you can't identify the missing piece, then you're not digging into what the connection truly is. Because for some people, it's touch. They need to be able to reach out and hug the person that they're with or mm. physically pat them on the back to say, congratulations, you nailed that presentation, right? And for other people, it's the vibe. It's the energy that they can't pick up off of the screen. They want to be sitting, sitting there to see the whole picture of Karen being relaxed into this couch and not just from her nose up because she can't use a fucking device, right? <laughs> like, what is the connection mm-hmm. that made you feel uh, more involved, more more deeply in touch with that, with that relationship? I've had many hugs in my life uh, where I felt no connection to the person. Where they're like, and I'm just trying to point out, because you said touch, some people think that they need touch. And to put my head in that space of, that's a great way to think, Kelly, what you're saying. Is that something where you actually feel connected to somebody? And then I'm thinking of the people who might value touch and say they do, but there really is no feeling in the touch. And that might not, in fact, be their answer. So you might be able to go and hug a whole bunch of people at a party and still feel very, very lonely. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's good. I'm, I like that we're transitioning away from technology right now because if we're going back into loneliness as an overall topic, mm-hmm. then are you are you the hugger that is creating disconnection? Mm-hmm. You know, are you T Rexing your your hands in the hug or your arms in the hug and sticking your butt out? Oh, so T-rex. that you know, where where it's just like this, yeah, like yeah. oh, little pat, and your butt's out <laughs> the other end, and like there's no, there isn't really even much of a physical connection happening there, yeah. more or less, like or or on top of an energetic connection, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, this is just people that we're talking about. We're going to get into the other the other ways that we can feel disconnected or connected in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Was there more that we want to talk about today in terms of loneliness as a general concept? I do. There was a couple of studies that I followed and documentaries as I was researching this. And I cannot remember the country, but I know it's in Asia. And I just don't want to say the wrong one right now in case people are listening to it Mm -hmm. and I say the wrong country. But there is such an epidemic of loneliness for young males. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because of their population growth and that there are not enough females for all of the men, um, that they actually have... There's something very flawed in that statement to begin with, but... Okay. okay. That they actually um, now have a career for young women where all they do are they are companions to these young single men, not offering sex, just simply offering somebody who will go and have a coffee with them, somebody who will just sit and listen to them, talk to them, make a connection with them. Yeah, and I don't I haven't followed the study so I'm not going to comment on that itself, but I think if we just look at that from a surface perspective, like the idea or the assumption that a female needs to be the companion of a male to make sure that they're not lonely, I hate that that assumption and expectation because if men can't learn to self-soothe and if men can't learn to connect with each other for God's sake, yeah, then you know you are perpetuating loneliness in your life and putting all your eggs in one basket. And even if you're in a healthy, functioning, one-on-one monogamous relationship, your eggs shouldn't be in one basket for mm-hmm. loneliness or connection. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I know you, and I know you know this. I'm just mm-hmm. saying this for the listener who's going, yeah, it's the one-on-one relationship I'm missing. Well, mm-hmm. what efforts are we making to seek out connection and fulfillment in other areas of our lives? Mm-hmm. You know, do you ask your male friends how they are and what they're experiencing in their life, what they're feeling? Mm-hmm. When was the last time a man walked up to another man and said, "How are you feeling today?" Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Right? Like, there's, mm-hmm. we have a, a fucking epidemic of disconnected men, period. Mm-hmm. I personally know how much I value um, connections to people because I book it in my agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a priority. It's my priority. I actually make sure every single week that I know exactly who I'm looking to connect to and how I'm looking to connect to them what activity we are doing Mm -hmm. or not an activity, um, if we're just sitting and chatting. Mind you, that's an activity, pardon me. Um, Physical. I schedule all of that. That's how much I am aware of my needs around it versus that I have such beautiful, quiet time and love my own connection to the spirit world and just to myself that I balance that with the other types of connections. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up because balancing Mm -hmm. busy with alone time, Mm -hmm. giving yourself the alone time actually allows you to fulfill another kind of connection Mm -hmm. so that you aren't lonely underneath it all. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm I'm purposely trying to make sure that I am doing it in all different levels, with friends, with family, with Parker and Winston, these beautiful dogs, with nature by making sure I'm walking with oh, myself and like and her house. So Karen literally <laughs> will be reading, and then go sit in every single different seat that is available to her in her home. Or sometimes she'll go stand in her shed just to appreciate how wonderful 
her shed is, but on top of that, that she afforded it. Like there's such an act of gratitude Mm -hmm. and it's an active thing that you engage yourself in to go walk yourself out to the shed Mm -hmm. in order to experience gratitude and appreciation, right? You're not just sitting here going, oh, and I guess I'm grateful for and moving on. Well, and Kelly, I'm just going to go a little further in that one because I'm thinking about it because you brought this up. Um, As everyone knows, I lost my best friend, Karen Mitchell, and that you and Eric and Kat um, built um, a cedar bench for me in her memory with a pl- with a plaque on it, and that a neighbor built me a beautiful little spot in the very back corner of the yard to stage the bench to show it off, mm-hmm. and I purposely make time to go and sit on that bench to feel connected to Karen. No. I feel connected to Karen just sitting right here in this room. Right. Um, she talks to me all the time. But it's the but it's the kind of the equivalent of why people still go to a graveyard, right? Yeah. Where maybe we don't feel the need to do that as mediums, um, yeah. but we we create um, what's it called? Um, not a shrine. What's the word here? A space. Yeah, an altar. Oh, right. People have different versions of altars where they honor. Oh, and mine's a bench. Different things, and yours is a is a beautiful bench <laughs> in nature. With a with um a birdhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to point out different ways people. Well, we both are. That how what do we value is a connection for us in all types of different situations and different relationships with people who are alive, with ourselves with the spirit world, which we can do all of those if we value them. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying if you if you value it, if you are in tune with your level of loneliness, then it's incumbent upon you, and I'll use that phrase, to schedule it in. And to be personally responsible to cultivate a community around you that contributes to connection and isn't actively and aggressively contributing to your loneliness, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to get into that in the other four episodes in more detail for each mm-hmm. of the things that we've talked about. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a great introduction to the experience of loneliness and to really get people thinking about, you know, am I staying in my loneliness knowingly? Have I even evaluated where it exists in my life? Mm-hmm. And what steps am I taking in either direction? Mm-hmm. So just before we kind of bring this very first segment to a close, Kelly, I just wanted to bring up that in doing all of the research, I read quite a bit of information about COVID. And a medical doctor that wrote a study that said that one of the underlying major causes of death during COVID, other than the clinical reason, the heart attack or the lungs collapsing or whatever it was, was loneliness. Mm-hmm. And that loneliness attributed to the decline of the person's health causing death. Yet loneliness is a visceral experience. Yeah. And I think it's it's the re- one of the major reasons why you and I wanted to talk about this and bring it to everybody's attention. It's not something you should just think about and sweep under the rug. We want you to really pause and go, whoa, this can cause life or death and illness? Something to think about. Absolutely. And if you're rearing children... Mm. You need to know, am I setting my kids up for a life of loneliness because I'm pushing busy? Am I Mm. setting them up for success and connections because I'm giving them the emotionally intelligent tools to do the connecting? Mm -hmm. Or or am I somewhere in the middle and I got to find my my footing? Mm -hmm. Good. 
Okay. I'm looking forward to the rest of this series. This is going to be a lot of fun, mainly because we've got a comfy couch and a beautiful dog in between the two of us mm-hmm. um, and really dedicated, heartfelt listeners. Um, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the conversation this week. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly workshop on patreon.com forward slash the Sarlos.